Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big VG checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we're going to talk about ownership. We're going to talk about the hidden rule of ownership amongst devils, right? And in doing so, we're going to talk about a couple of entertainers that went out, embarked on a journey of ownership, but there was a hidden hand that they were not familiar with that was working to destroy what they were putting in place, right? So, with that, beloved, we're going to, of course, talk about our open enemy. Because, you know, this is a conscious podcast. <laughs> you know, this is indeed, beloved, real black consciousness form podcast. Um, conscious means to be aware. To be aware. That it's not nothing really, you know, you're just aware. But, beloved, you are aware of what? First, you are aware of the nature of yourself. Then you are aware of the nature of your enemy. And then you're conscious that, you know, you wake up every day and you are aware that there are a group of people that wakes up every day to put things in position to help you fall. To help you fail to destroy you and that's reality you don't have to like it you don't have to agree with it it sucks because when you come from a people of freedom justice and equality that is not your nature you wake up every day you brush your teeth you put your clothes on you kiss your family members you go out you do some work you exchange time for money and then you come back home and that's your day you, your mind is not concentrated on you being the target. You do not understand because that's not your nature. That's not your world. That when you walk out of your home, you're a target. And when I say you're a target, I mean the essence of you. If you have a dream, they're dream killers out here. They are waking up every day with the idea to destroy your dream. So, beloved, we have to learn about our enemy. We have to take the time and learn about our open enemy. But first, you got to learn about yourself. Because when you learn about yourself, you learn about your enemy. We're going to talk about our brother, who is now our ancestor, now Ruby Foster, who was over the Negro Leagues. We're going to talk about our brother Isaiah Thomas from Chicago. And we're also going to talk about our brother Ice Cube or O'Shea Jackson from L.A. Great men. Brilliant men. Giants. Ownership. But there was a hidden hand that's working behind the scenes to destroy their dreams. To destroy their work. To take back from them ownership. So again, beloved, here on Real Black Content is Fun Podcast, we don't we understand how it fully go. We're not in the blind. We understand that black men, especially in entertainment, it's a this or that. It's not the both thing. You can either have the money, or you can have the company, or you can have the company with no money, but you ain't gonna have them both. 
You ain't gonna walk around as an original man, as an indigenous man to the planet. You just finna walk around and you got a company and you got some money and uh uh. <laughs> the devils is tirelessly working in the room to take you down every chance they get. We have to protect our brother Tyler Perry in Atlanta. It's not by, you know, he just mistakenly got a studio in Atlanta. He purposely put it in Atlanta away from LA. We have a brother in the city of Detroit who owns his own studio. He purposely put his studio on Nine Mile to make films. And he have a good distribution game guy because he's working a lot with Tubi. But he purposely put his studio on Nine Mile because it's you can't be around certain regions because the devils have a stronger hold on certain places than others. But at the end of the day, there's a target on your back. Before we begin this conversation, beloved, I want to say this. I want to shout out to our Spotify family. Right? Apple family, YouTube, um, Twitter family. You know what? Shout out to our Instagram family, right? Because... Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's the Instagram family that always point out that uh, VJ, you slacking a little bit, right? So I want to give some shout outs to that. You got to make more content, V. You slacking. We, you got to, you know, you got to step your game up over there, brother VJ. <laughs> Uncle VJ, you got to step your game up over there. So, you know, shout out to underscore buttery underscore. We appreciate you over here. Shout out to Ricky Allen, 725. Our brother Ricky Allen is where we get the bulk of our um, our emails con- concerning certain topics. He always makes sure that uh, he keeps something fresh on the table, right? Which is important because, you know, um, you know, some platforms have like a research team. And then some individuals that are just speakers have a research team like uh, our brother Baba Dick Gregory who's no longer here I think Dick Gregory researched him he was like he's like 7 to 10 deep right our brother minister out of Chicago that's over the nation his research team has got to be like 7 to 10 deep you know you see the speakers but there's somebody behind them that's giving them the stories that's sending them the articles that's fact checking it and then they just have to because the spirit of influence is on them and they use an influence to uplift and awaken and warn their people, right? Ricky Allen 725, you know, he looks out for us. We got a brother named Shaka. He does it too as well now. And then we just get constant emails. Um, the Haynesville Express, you know, another free mind. Um, shout out to our brother at the uh, Chris Miles show live. It's like we get content and that allow us to have uh, good conversation and they put it on the floor. They put the topics on the floor. That is a very dope thing. So we appreciate everybody that comment, because as we all know, when it comes to this podcast, comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine. So today we're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas. We're going to talk about our brother Ice Cube. We're even going to talk about our brother from Chino Hills, California. Because I'm going to show you a pattern, right? Uh, we're talking about our brother Ball with his uh, big baller brand, which is a lifestyle apparel company 
he put together on core family values. And his inspiration was his three sons, right? But he put together a brilliant business plan for ownership when it came to footwear. Not only that, he put together a league that was destroyed by small hands that was associated with the NBA. So we're going to show a pattern, right? But in order to show a pattern, I have to take you all the way back to the mind of your open enemy. And the best way to understand the mind of your enemy is that, see, you can look at the films and movies that he made. That's one way. That's how my pops do it. Because he's like, yo, there's no such thing as anything being fake on TV. When you see something on television, you got to already know that this concept and this idea, this picture, this story, this series lived in the mind of somebody. And they hired actors and actresses to come out and a few writers and put it on the big screen. But you're seeing what's in somebody's mind. When you really want to see what's in the nature of a people, though, you look at their laws. Because we know the purpose of law. The putting a law forward is to elevate a society. I want you to hear me good. The only purpose for a law is to elevate a society, a people group, period. There's no reason for a law to put everybody on an equal playing field. When you understand, understand the nature of our open enemy, if you go back to the slave codes, you will see the nature of this man. You will see his true essence because he put laws in place. And you got to remember the purpose of a law is to elevate a society. I don't care what definition that they give you. We come here, beloved, and we give you a different definition so it'll be real clear to our people, right? Just like if you go and look up on your dictionary and you look up what the meaning of a military is, they give you, the devil give you some flattering words about what a military is. Oh, a military is this, this, that. But when you come here on Real Black Content Forum podcast, and you say, well, brother VJ, what is a military? A military in the United States is, it's when the old devil tell the young devils who to shoot. That's all a military is. He makes it lawful. The old guy get up. He sits in the seat of power. <laughs> the old guy, the old devil, he just tell the young devils who to shoot. And then our people also sign in to be members of the military so now the devil can tell us who to shoot. So he, we're shooting his enemies. But he would never pass a law, beloved, to let you shoot your enemies. But that's the military. The definition that we have for politics is the science of governing people. When you hear us use the term politics here, it's a science of governing people. And we know they have two big platforms, the red and the blue. The Republicans and the Democrats, we know that they're both devils, but we know the platforms are different, but it all works together to govern the people, right? When you come back on the ownership business level and you want to see the nature of the true intentions of business in this country, you have to begin to learn the building blocks of business through the slave codes. Because we're going to talk about some business today. Business, beloved, is warfare. This is what we say on this platform. You don't hear many people say that. Business is war. So when you say you want to begin or open or start a business, you're putting yourself in a combative state. 
it's competition. But the competition is kind of it's interesting because you think you're just competing with other competitors in your field. But on the grand scheme of things, there are a group of people, devils. I mean, you choose that you can split small hats, mix Polacks, Guineas. They all coming together at the end of the day to work against the original people of the planet. So that's a different kind of competitive kind of deal. So look, if we go back and take a look at the slave codes, because what we're going to talk about today again, we're going to read an article from a website called the CBA Museum. And we're going to talk about how our brother Isaiah Thomas, he had a hidden hand working against him because he was an owner of a league, right? The hidden hand only worked against him because he's a melanated brother. He's, a, he's an original man. He's indigenous. That's all it took. Now he began to look, he became a competitor, but he took on an existing form of entertainment but when he got it all of a sudden no it's different now because you got it well that didn't that thought pattern didn't happen to him in 1999 to 2001 when he was sitting in the seat as a league owner this idea of him becoming nothing more but property that came a couple hundred years before he was even born pardon me not a couple hundred years a couple hundred centuries before he was born because this is the nature of the people he's dealing with He has a position in America. His position is to be black. His position is to be a citizen. You are property when you're black. And you Negro. And you mulatto. And you Indian. There's a code that works for you. It's a code. The code is nothing today. It's nothing new. When we read an article. That Ice Cube come out. He said you know what. He said the NBA is trying to destroy his big three. Many of us with knowledge itself, we already knew that before he even put it together. Like, nah, it's not that doesn't work like that. Beloved, they come, <laughs> beloved, they come in and take that. It's their nature to come and take that. That's not our nature, so we can't comprehend that. We can't see it that way. Because, beloved, as a black and brown man, you have a nature of freedom, justice, and equality. You, beloved, are the original gentleman on the planet. That's how come every time you go around the whole world, the globe, and the planet is 196,940,000 square miles, beloved. When you go across the entire planet, you would never have a powerful military black man, black woman. It's not in you. You would never put together a powerful killing force. It's not in you. It's not. When they see a bunch of black and brown people walking around, they already know, man, y'all can fight for a little bit, but it ain't in your nature to fight forever. You ain't going to have no 10 and 15 and 20 year old. <laughs> it's not in you. It's not in you. But you're dealing with a man who nature is different. It's in him. Let me say it, let me say it on this one, beloved. I, I want to say it this way, right? You can't put a lamb in a system that's governed by fox. By the foxes, let me say it that way. Because the nature of the lamb is one way and the nature of a fox is different. So that means that in the position of a lamb, that fox is going to be a devil. So that's the term we use here on this podcast. We say devil. We say Satan because we understand the etymology of those words mean adversary. It's in the 
fox's nature to be an adversary to a lamb is this his nature he didn't make himself that way he came into the universe that way now the fox and the lamb could be newborn they can be small babies you can probably put them in the same environment together but as they grow up it's something in that fox's nature is just made where he's going to eventually destroy the lamb so if the fox go out and start a educational system an economic system a system of entertainment a system of law right just just create these systems of medicine how do you think this going to affect the lamb the lamb can't live in the fox's educational system because it's designed to destroy the lamb it's not he, it's not made to be that he is the the nature is different that means that that fox will stand opposed that's what satan means the term satan only means to stand opposed they gave it to you like it's some spooky something they give you some symbolic gestures look this is a no satan means to stand opposed devil means to someone that's standing opposed a standing opposed to what if you got the nature of a lamb in you the fox gonna stand opposed to your your true nature so you can't be around him you can't put the fox around the hens around the chickens around the lambs and it's not gonna work the natures is different it's not gonna work the foxes can't hang around the deers <laughs> it's not gonna work the deer can't go to the school and be around and try to take on the education of the fox the economics the way the fox is not gonna work because it's it's made to come back and tear you down because the natures is different now we're going to show you two different natures today so if your nature beloved and it is we're talking about the black and brown man your nature is freedom justice and equality that means by default the pale man so-called white man the devil, he comes with the nature of captivity, corruption, and disproportion. If you talk to our people today in the waters of North America, in the territory that we call the United States, many of us will say we're free people. But we don't understand that captivity only means custody. You're in somebody else's custody. So you're roaming free to do what he put in place for you to do you want to drive a car cool you got to go see him you found love cool you got to go see him he got to sanction your marriage certificate you can't do it yourself you're in custody you want to start a business you want an llc or you want to do this what well, good you got to go see him you want to buy shares and stocks and companies you want to do all that okay good you got to go see him you want an education that's cool you're in custody beloved you're in captivity you got to go see him he don't have to come see you for nothing. You have to come see him. But there's a hidden hand that the fox and the wolf put together that by nature, when you're too close to him, it will destroy you. So you can't take on his ways because you're just you're not him. You are a beloved indigenous person to the planet. Let's talk Isaiah Thomas. But we're going to put something from uh, 16... 67 on the table we also going to put something from 1680 on the table right um 
the Virginia law, which is uh, today we call them slave codes, right? And beloved, let's be clear, you know, slave is not a nationality. It's not. Uh, slave is not a position. It is, but it's not. And what I mean by that is that no indigenous person, no black, no black, pardon me, no black or brown person agreed to be in some kind of contract or a relationship to be a slave. And nobody, no. When you got in the proximity of a devil, he in his mind had a concept of slave and it, you fit a description. And he put it on you. You never agreed to say, look, if I get captured in a war, somebody come to this territory we call the United States and they start to build colonies and it swallow up the original people that was here. Okay, now we agreed to be your slave. No, that never happened. Slave is a is a concept, it's a being, it's a status, it's a position that live in your enemy's mind, but you're on the other side of it. So you can be as righteous as you want. You can be as holy and praying and all this as you want. His mind is not like yours. He got the fox's mind. He got the custody mind. See, your nature, you can be free and go around, and he got a nature of captivity mean, well, we can't be equals. You got a nature of equality. You know, check it out. Man, I'm going to tell you, it, it gets so deep. Sometimes if you come to this podcast, I pick on Porkchop now. I pick on Reverend Porkchop because it looks like, though, sometimes the black ministers is not really doing nothing but imitating the white ministers often. Right. But when you know the natures of people, you say you can just see activity, say, ah, well, that's not really your nature to do that. You're picking up something from him and it looks it looks weird. Right. Like, um, like, check this out. I'm going to give you an example. Um, if you look at the original people that they give you, the biblically put people from Palestine, they give you a story about uh, tithing. And if you listen to the devil today, he'll say, well, tithing is when you take 10% of money and you give it to him, right? Okay. If you go to the book, then the same book that they kick it to you with the tithing, right? The Hebrews at that time had a financial system. And today we would probably call that system like communism. It's, it'd kind of be like communism in, in the book, um, in the book of Acts, right? These are some acts of, of these apostles. If you would see that when the first Hebrews got together with the dark people, they got together, they put together a financial system. They sold all they had and they distributed everything that they sold. They put everything in one pot and everybody spread it across equally where they have everything equally. Now, today we call that like communism. Where everybody has now their positions is different. One is an apostle, one is a member, one is a bishop, one is a. But the financial aspect of them was equality. So you can read that and say, okay, these were original people because that's their nature to be equal. That's what equality means, equal in all things. And then they got like a person named Ananias. Him and his wife said, no, we ain't gonna be equal. They had a different nature. They stood opposed. <laughs> they stood opposed. Now, you know what? We're going to sell some of this, but we're going to keep back a little bit of what we got. We're going to put some in the pot, but we're going to keep a little bit of our own because we don't want to be equal. They had a different nature. And then you will see that in how the story goes, they died. I hope I'm getting the names right, beloved, because I ain't, you know. We ain't, we ain't you know, we got to up, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to get more on the road to Bible class right but I just want to point out that the original nature 
and finances was equal in all things. Even if you go back to the biblical perspective. Now, right, now let's just leave it there. If you kind of notice, because again, beloved, that system was kind of like what we call today, like communism. That came from original people, but of course it's corrupted by non-original people. Equal in all things is the point I'm trying to make. So much so that when you get to moving around, the devil will call many of our people today communists. When you're trying to make a move and do something, they see Dr. Martin Luther King and say, oh, he's a communist. They seen our brothers from California through SNCC and other organizations, the Black Panther Party, they say, hmm, the communists. They throw that word around on you because you don't you don't have the big eye little you. You are spread it across equally. But if you get around them long enough, like Minister Porkchop do, you start just repeating what they're repeating and it don't look like communism no more. <laughs> it looks like the big eye and the little you. And beloved, that is, uh, that's not our nature. 1667, Virginia law enacted declaring that baptism of slaves did not exempt them from bondage. I want you to put a pin in that, right? Because I'm going to show you Sometimes you get to talk to people to say, well, you know, the devil was this way two or three centuries ago and he's different. And now it used to be like this in the olden days, but it's like this now. And I'm finna show you, no, it ain't nothing different. He just modified his idea. He don't, he can't change his, he's the same old guy. The fox can't change the nature. Lions don't change their nature. Zebras don't jump up and change their nature. The nature is the nature. It's just going to be modified, but the nature is going to be, the, a snake can't change a snake's nature. This is a snake. This is a serpent. This is the nature of a serpent. This is what it is. So, again, we're putting this on the floor, right? Virginia law enacted that declaring that baptism of slaves, it didn't exempt them from bondage. I want you to put a pin in that. 1680 says, Virginia law enacted that it prevented Negroes from having insurrections. I want you to put a pin in that also, right? And last but not least, in the 1700s, it was passed that Negroes was property. I want you to put a pin in that. Negroes was property, meaning your relationship as an indigenous people, as an original person, what non-original people is, they want to own you. You're in custody. You have to always be in their custody. They believe in disproportion. When it's time to get paid, you ain't going to get paid when they get paid. They get paid. They're going to pay you one thing. They're going to pay themselves something else because it's disproportion. It's always also going to be in corruption. The reason why I want to point out 1667 first, because I don't, they don't care if you get baptized. They don't care if you take on their culture. If you wear a suit, if you talk proper, if you get a bachelor's degree, master's, PhD, if you go to their finest schools, if you hang around them, because baptism is a, like a religious practice in which it's like it's symbolic to like you're dying and coming back as a new person. Because I was raised in the church house. I know that. So you go to get baptized, meaning you are one way you go down into a watery grave. You come up, you're a new person. Right. It gets so deep with the devil is that he was saying back in 1667 that he don't even care if you go down and take on the religious practice. You come up as a new person. 
that won't exempt you from being in their custody. That won't exempt you from being their captive. You're going to always belong to them. This is the relationship that you got with them. They passed a law in 1680 that talked about it was to prevent now Negro insurrection. So this is so powerful. You just got to listen now. Insurrection means you not only rising up against your master. If you convince others to rise up against your open enemy, it's a different kind of persecution that they're going to give you. If you see financial freedom for your people, you can escape it. Jay-Z can get financial freedom in the music business, but he can't lead an insurrection. Puff making get some financial freedom in the music business, but he can't lead an insurrection. He can't come back and hold classes to teach everybody how to get financially free. Own your masters, own this, own that. They can't teach you that. They just like you just can run off and you be. And that few that got by through the cracks, but everybody else, we're going to keep locked and bonded in these contracts. And so much so, we're going to use you to lock up some more and bring them to the major labels. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. See, they don't change nothing. You can't own property if the devil came in the 1700s and said, well, you are property. This is why, beloved, we know we say, well, look, if you're in this country... You ain't going to have the money and the company. They let you get the money. Because the money not real. They in the back. The small hat. He printing up the money as we speak. Goldberg is printing it up. Goldstein is printing it up. Right now as we speak. They got. They'll never run out of money. But. The good Lord beloved. He ain't making no more property. He ain't making no more land. So they got it figured out where. The devil saying you can own the land. Which to us as indigenous people We thought it was the foolish thing Like you can own land Who owns the sky The devil was he owned the sky too Look he got Militarily he talking about This is his airspace It begins here It begins there This is the water We This part of the water below the, This guy just This is him This is his nature He doesn't feel free Unless he has something in his custody and then it's going to come with corruption and disproportion. It's not going to be fair. So he get around the greatest amongst you. And I had to use that example. He called you a communist. When you start falling into your true nature. Because you're like, you want everybody to live good. to be. You're just trying to do your own. That's not his nature to do that. So he convinced Pochop to follow behind what he do. And so, time, so many times, beloved, we just see Pochop just doing what he do. So we look at Poach out like, come on, brother, come back to your own nature. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't like him. You're an original man. The website, cbamuseum.com. The Isaiah Thomas years. I want to read um, maybe like. Uh, one, let me see. One, two, three, four. Let's do paragraph three and four. Right. We're going to talk about how David Stern, who was a small hat NBA commissioner at that time, him and the rest of those devils in the NBA, we're talking about the owners, got together to destroy one black man's league. Um, This ain't nothing new. In the future, I want to have a conversation about Tulsa because many of us, we understand about 
the race ride in Tulsa. But what we do not talk about is the Osage Indian murders. And I'm going to show you that the Osage Indian murders that also happened in Oklahoma, it ran neck and neck with the Tulsa riot because it they give you some definition about what it was about, but it was really about oil. See, the devil came up with something called the Trail of Tears in the 1800s, and he was moving red and black folks from one place of the country, moving them to west, and he tried to pick out the worst part of the planet in the territory that we call the United States. It wasn't good for farming. It wasn't good for a lot of things, so he gave it to our people. Well, what the devil did not know was that land that he put our people on, that he moved uh, a lot of our people to, it was oil-rich. Oklahoma is an oil-rich place, which means the oil was underneath our people's feet along with the red man. Didn't matter because the devil figured some things out of how to push our people and a lot of red people off the land that they supposedly gave us. But the reason behind it is one thing, but we're going to break that down, beloved. That's not, the, no. All the stories that they give you about Tulsa is one thing, but it was about the oil. They would never show you that your people had oil bearings out there. They just don't show you stuff like that. Tulsa really begins to become a boom town after oil is discovered. Much of it was drilled on land owned by indigenous and black people. Backed by the government, white settlers tried to seize control of the land. Oklahoma passed a law where white guardians were appointed to children whose land allotments had struck oil. Guardians handled the money that was being brought in from the oil. We're talking about millions and millions of dollars and not in today's money, in that day's money. Warrior Renty, his family's land had struck oil and they had appointed a white guardian to his children. The argument was that the parents were incompetent. AJ was there. They went over and spoke to this newly appointed guardian. And Warrior told him, the day that you are a guardian of my children is the day you will die. Warrior was arrested. Thus, the expose of the guardianship racket began. AJ not only managed to prevail in the case so that Warrior was awarded guardianship over all of his children, they started the Negro Guardianship League so that they could help others who were part of this awful racket. And Oklahoma is a unique space in terms of the number of African-American towns that were established. Some suggest upwards of 50 African-American towns. Between 1924 and 1928, Reverend S.S. Jones was going around documenting this sort of self-determined, vibrant African-American communities. You see the African-American educators, doctors, lawyers, landowners, oil barons, and I think that's what's so remarkable about this footage. To think that individuals, how many years out of slavery, are now owning oil wells that are producing 2,000 barrels a day. Is that not the ultimate American dream? Is that not the ultimate American story? 
It flies in the face of what I think some people consider part of African-American history and culture. And I think that that was one of the things that Oklahoma and what S.S. Jones is really kind of showing is that that African-American history and culture is not a monolith. And in a way, it became kind of like a marketing tool to encourage individuals to migrate, to move there, that this is a place where you can live, you can thrive and peacefully reside. There were still palpable racial tensions. There are lynchings, there's Jim Crow segregation, there's all of these things, and you still have an African-American community or many communities that really speak to the fortitude and resilience of Black people in this country. They don't show you that you was a good carpenter and you was good at, you could break down lumber, you was keysmiths, you was everything. You were building everything. You can drop pipe in that ground. They they never going to show you that side of yourself. They only show you the side of yourself that's silly and foolish. And I don't know. Maybe all that is a different story for a different day. But we're going to have that conversation. But it was about finances. Um, that would have made you financially free. But that's against his nature. You have to be in custody. You know, your relationship with him works better when you're in captivity. Not when you're financially free. It doesn't work well. We had the third or fourth paragraph, beloved. Still by 1999, the CBA was 54 years old. Put a pin in that. The CBA, we're talking about the basketball league, uh, our brother Isaiah Thomas acquired. It was 54 years old and it had no signs of slowing down. I want you to highlight that, put a pin in that. By the time Isaiah Thomas was out of the Raptors organization and was employed as the NBA analyst for NBC, Thomas initially looked at the possibility of joining an ownership group for CBA franchise in Gary, Indiana, but eventually came up with another idea. There was also a franchise uh, in Detroit they wanted him to cop, put together and make it happen. That idea was to purchase the entire Continental Basketball Association, that's what CBA means, including all the teams of marketing companies, CBA properties, and operate the league as a single owner entity on August 3rd, 1999. Thomas bought the league for 10 mil and announced that the league will now operate as a single owner entity and that the CBA will continue to, uh, to be the official development league of the NBA. Now, stop. I'm going to show you something. I'll put the link up. You guys can read the whole thing, but this is the part I want to point out. An original man bought a league that was going strong for 54 years it had several owners but his pockets was right he's a free man right he's a free man he hang around with small hats he's in the nba or the jba as we would say right or the sba you know small hat basketball association whatever works for you it's cool well he thought that these folks was his friend and then isaiah thomas you know he's no idiot right he is uh Isaiah's a more. So he there's a level of knowledge itself that he has. There's a level of Islam that he has. He knows. He's familiar, right? He's familiar with the uh, concept that we spoke about of I, self, law, and master, right? That's Islam. There's another concept that says I, self, law, and master, right? So one is the concept of I self Lord and Master. The other is the concept of I self Law and Master. 
Those that believe in the Islam concept of ourself, Lord and Master, says the devil is the devil. That's the so-called pale man. That's the so-called white man. That's the devil. Or as, you know, um, our East uh, African brothers say, the Musunga, the wanderer, stranger, the devil. When Isaiah got the lead, it ran for 54 years strong. The multiple owners of all the teams was devil, so it was cool. It was no threat to the NBA. The minute that your brother got it in 1999, two years later, it folded because David Stern blew the whistle so it could fold. Just think about that. This is the nature of the people that you're dealing with. You all of a sudden looked at, or this league, the CBA, was looked at as competition. Not for the 54 years when the devil had it. It wasn't no competition. It's cool. When you get it, because I just, I got to point this out, because sometimes brothers be like, man, V always be on these small hats, man. He be talking about these devils, man. And I understand you don't get it, brother, because your nature, you got a nature of freedom, justice. You wake up different. You wake up, the sun is cool, you're going to put something on the grill, you're going to hang and chill, and you can't fathom how somebody is in the laboratory finna hold a Tuskegee experiment on you. You can't fathom that. You can't fathom that somebody's in the laboratory cooking up Planned Parenthood. You can't fathom those kind of things. You can't fathom that prisons are privately owned, and the state is guaranteeing these private... Listen, this is so cold. The state is guaranteeing these private prison owners that they're going to be able to meet the de- meet the demands of the occupancy rate, meaning they're going to fill it up like it's a hotel. Because he can go back and he can change the laws and he can decide who he's going to put in the prisons because the people that's under underneath him is in his custody. They're in his captivity. He can decide to, to put my brother and your brother, my sister and your sister, my uncle, your uncle, my parents and your parents in prison because he can sign it off with a pen. He's the devil. The original man, Isaiah Thomas, went into business saying, I can help this become a developmental league, the CBA, to the NBA. He's looking at it as equality. I can win. I can make some money. I can help the NBA win. The devil ain't looking at it like he like, no, you can't have this. It's against the rule. You're the property. You can have some money. You can have the company, but you ain't going to have both. Isaiah already has some money. Well, you got that company. You can't have that company. He did what he did to take the company away from him. Now, Isaiah Thomas still making plenty of money. They don't care about the money. That's why every time you see a black person in entertainment, I don't care if it's music, he owns his masters, he owns his label. The next report you see... Uh, such and such gave such and such a hundred million dollars for his masters. Lil Wayne sell his masters a hundred and fifty million dollars, and Drake sell his uh, Drake sell his masters. You know, uh, Future sell his masters. Yeah, you can't have. <laughs> they give you the money. <laughs> they give you the money because at that millionaire level, you can't do nothing but love it, but get the money back to them. Who do you think these people? Agents is lawyers is huh when they go buy a home 
Come on now. They going out there to do some real estate. What do you think taking around to see some homes? You? You not take you're not on that level. They don't care about giving you the millions because you're gonna slowly but surely give the millions back to them. You ain't finna make no millions and send your child to no HBCU. He going to the best, the finest devil institution. They gonna get the money back. You gonna buy yourself a nice Bentley, a nice Rolls Royce. Hey, it's your money. You can do it. But what car dealership you gonna go? Ain't no black owned dealership that got no fancy cars like that, beloved. They make sure our people, we get just enough to get to use on car lots. We ain't got no, we ain't selling no Fords and Range Rovers and we don't own the Gucci stores, the Gucci boutique store, because you got you got millions, brother. You gonna you gonna put in the, the finest design again. That's right. So they own the Louis, they own all the design, and they gonna get it back. They're going to get that company from you too. The CBA went 54 years with no problem. And the black man got it. And two years later, it was gone. They ruined it. Listen, the owners got together and they ruined it. Black folks had millions and billions of dollars. And they was able to put together a good collective of individuals to go levy their money together and go buy an NBA team. Right? Buy an NFL team. All of a sudden, special vote. They got to vote you in and do this. And Come on, man. Can't you see what you're dealing with? That's cold. That's reality, though. You always talk about the small hats, brother. I can guarantee you this. Them folks talking about us. I want you to hear me good. <laughs> Them folks is talking more about us than we talking about them. They're talking about us more than we are talking about them. They got together and destroyed the man league because if you would have seen he was able to do it, you it would inspire you. They don't want your children inspired. They don't want your children inspired. Ice Cube, I gave him five years. I want to stand on maybe, I say, seven to ten at this point. Our brother Ice Cube came out on, um, it's an article on Hip Hop DX. It was, um, came out last year, last fall, right? In October. And the headline at that time was reading, Ice Cube accuses the NBA and ESPN of trying to destroy the Big Three Basketball League. Of course. Of course they're trying to destroy it. But here's the catch. See, David Stern not in it no more. See, when you give our people some information, they say, see, that wasn't, see, that was just the, the last administration. That, that was just the last folks. That was just David Stern and them. Now they got a new small hat in there, and he's different. We see Silverman in there now. It doesn't matter what small hat is in there. Your competition if you got money and ownership. Now, all of a sudden, the big three is competition. It's just a big three league. It's a big three league. What is that to do? No, they don't want the brother having it. So when he's saying the NBA, because that went over black people's head, that went over brown people's head. He said the NBA tried to destroy his league, meaning he's saying a billion dollar empire, a billion, 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 gazillion dollar empire is trying to destroy the little old thing that I got. 
That mean they're working together across state lines and they, they trying to make sure what I got cracking don't work. Think about the concept. See the see the black man can't think on this level. Cause the black man thinking, man, if I got money, you got money, it's all good. Cause the black man don't know no better. All he can see is equality. He can't see it that way. That's all the black man see. Freedom, justice, and equality. He say, okay, it's enough money in this for all of us. When Isaiah Thomas got his league together, he had the NBA in mind. Like, well, I'm going to help the NBA out. No, they don't need you to help them out. They destroyed his league, and then the NBA created their own developmental league, stealing the ideas from Isaiah Thomas. They did the same thing with our brother Ball from Chino Hills. Ball seen a loophole and he said, well, I'm going to just put this together and make, and the NBA stole his idea also. So when Professor James Moore says, well, the, the devil don't make nothing but the padded office. He don't make nothing. He just steal your ideas. We understood this already. Ice Cube said the NBA is trying to destroy his league. They sitting up with all the yachts because you got to understand the, the, the mentality of the devil. They got all the yachts. All the mansions, all the money they own, all the Negroes with the special talent, all of them locked in contract with them. And they're looking at little old Ice Cube with veteran players that's washed away that's old. They want to take that from him. Beloved, you can't make this kind of shit up. So we had to come amongst each other and be a warner. Because we already know, beloved, the next millionaires, the next entertainers, they're going to come out of your family. They're going to come out of my family. They got to know when they go into the world what they're dealing with. They got to know that they finna go into the world of foxes, of wolves, of snakes. This is their nature. Go back and read their laws. Read those slave codes. Read those codes. This is what they feel what elevated their society saying, keep them Negroes as property. That'll make them elevated. Don't keep them from give a special punishment for anybody holding insurrections. That'll elevate their society. We don't care if those Negroes get baptized or what. We don't care. We're going to keep them as that won't exempt them. Meaning. They go down in that water, come up new. They can be just like us. They can talk, walk, act like us. They can go get them a mayonnaise woman. And still, we're going to keep them as property. We're going to keep them in our custody. Because they are not meant to be free. Because this is the mind of your enemy. And we're going to leave it there. We're going to continue to talk about subjects like this, beloved. Because this is what we do over here, beloved. We let it be known, man. The most revolutionary thing that you can do as a black man and black woman is keep your family together. Keep your put that family unit together, and you keep that family unit together because that devil that's in he on his way out. He on his way out. There's new rulership coming, and beloved, I'm gonna tell you which is so cold. You know, there's a lot of good people amongst us, and I heard a devil ask a brother came to a brother that was holding a lecture in the street and he said to him he said this is the devil talking to an original man on the street corner preaching and he said his only desire this is the devil speaking saying he he's saying y'all when y'all come into power just don't do us like we did y'all 
And beloved, you listen to a man, beloved, I would never guarantee that. <laughs> and as the young people say, that's on everything. <laughs> Peace and black power to your family. <laughs> that's on everything. <laughs> That's on everything. I ain't promising you that. <laughs> Shit. He who leads into captivity will also go into captivity. Don't, don't, we ain't making no promises over here. <laughs> you can believe that. Until next time, beloved. This is indeed Real Black Conscious Fun Podcast, man. This is your brother, VJ, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. <laughs> Owned a league called the CBA, the first man to ever own a league and turned it into a single entity, which the NBA then started the WNBA and copied a lot of our formulas. CBA had got to a point where it was so good, David Stern said, I want that. So they started the G League. The way it's been written, oh, you you, you bankrupted the CBA. Nah, time out. The NBA, David Stern, and those owners bankrupted the mm-hmm. CBA and started the mm-hmm. G League. On purpose. Well, it was competition. Mm-hmm. And I get it. That, that's business. Mm-hmm. They had more money. I didn't have the money to compete with what they were getting ready to do. I thought that being a former player, that they would say... Support you. Let's bring you under yeah, the umbrella. Yeah, let, let's uplift you. Same thing Cube thought. Mm-hmm. They looking at his business. Like, mm-hmm. nah, 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 nah. You competition. We want that or either get out. Those are hard business lessons. When you talk about the first game that was ever broadcast live over the internet, that came out of the CBA. Isaiah Thomas did that. There was a CBA hoops before nba.com were they better at business and did they have more money absolutely when you look at the g league a good portion of that is my business plan just the blueprint that's now the cba blueprint. was the blueprint for sure that's, they said i couldn't own the league and coach in the nba at the same time so they said it was a conflict of interest the only time that there was a special vote in the nba by the owners that ruled that isaiah thomas could not own the league or a team because it was a conflict of interest the owners voted So I had to sell or give up the CBA to coach the Indiana Pacers.